0: Over 30 years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have
1: things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the House. Yes, it is. On this special 4th of July edition of Rosie on the House, we welcome y'all and invite you to join the conversation. The number is one 767 4348 Anything that you'd like to talk about concerning your house, home, castle, or cabin. Or you may you heard me go through my reading list of the books on my library shelf. They were great. Maybe you have a couple book recommendations you'd like to make to all of our listening audience. We'd be open to that.
2: We did have a texture say, yeah? Team of Rivals. Uh, do you know that one? Yeah. Okay. It was one of the books I listed. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, good job. <laughs> a, a Team of
1: Rivals, yes. It's about Abraham Lincoln Lincoln building his cabinet deliberately with people that disagreed with him. So it a, it's a, it, it, the subtitle is The Genius of Abraham Lincoln, is the subtitle of that book.
2: So obviously the texture didn't catch the whole conversation. Yeah, apparently
1: not. Well, we are extremely fortunate, and this is, the, this is the message I've been trying to get out this particular broadcast, to live in this country and this particular hour right here at rosie on the house we're particularly blessed to be able to barge in on the schedule of someone that's extremely busy and i would like to introduce to all of our listening audience a senator from right here in the great state of arizona wendy rogers miss wendy thank you so much i know you are so busy
3: well rosie it's an honor to be with you i'm up here in uh, flagstaff and I've been a longtime uh, fan of your show. We, My husband and I and, and uh, family owned a home inspection company for 23 years, and so we, uh, we're longtime admirers yeah. of, of your show.
1: <laughs> well, uh, listing audits, so I want to introduce you to Senator Wendy Rogers, who became one of the first of 100 women pilots in today's Air Force earning her wings at Williams Air Force Base. As the Air Force has a tendency to do, it'll station you in places all over the world. But as Wendy just stated, when she and her husband decided to retire out of the Air Force, they settled in beautiful northern Arizona, opened a home inspection business. And the reason I'm reaching out to her today is because of Senate Bill 1110. It's a bill Wendy's got her fingerprints all over that protects you, the Arizona homeowner, from literally having your home stolen right out from under you and never knowing it. Wendy, how does it ever become, how does it ever get on your radar screen that this is something that needs to be addressed? And, and talk about the problem this legislation is designed to solve. Well, it's a great question,
3: and it kind of came to me uh, serendipitously, One of our uh, favorite folks, uh, Mike Abel, A-B-E-L, is uh, a family attorney of ours and called me up one day and said, Wendy, I'm so tired of seeing these commercials on TV uh, that promote this uh, home title lock uh, insurance. It's not really necessary. And I said, well, what do you mean? And he said, "Uh, other states in the United States have their counties alert homeowners when someone is messing with their title such that uh, the homeowner can be uh, notified and get involved and uh, prevent their home uh, title from being stolen. So I said, well, Mike, that's great because I'm the kind of senator who typically runs bills where it is this situation where a constituent comes uh, to me with a need. And of course, we cover a wide Uh, breadth of of issues. And so I said, give me some language. And he did. And then what we do is we submit that to our uh, legislative council, which is comprised of uh, full-time experts in various fields, uh, some of whom are attorneys. And then they draft uh, the language for the bill for the legislation. And so they did this. And I run, as my colleagues all do, there are 30 of us uh, senators, and we all run various uh, bills and so forth. And uh, I, by the way, am not uh, one who represents Maricopa County. I represent four uh, rural counties, uh, all the way uh, Coconino, Gila, Navajo, and Pinal. So my breadth of coverage as a rural Senator is from essentially Williams, Flagstaff, <laughs> all the way down to Oracle, which <laughs> yes. is Tucson. So I know listeners uh, are hearing me now also on KNST that's Tucson, right. which which covers, what, about a third of uh, the lower part of my that, district. So anyway, right. I, I Mike called me. We had this drafted. We gave it to the Legislative Council. They put it in as a bill. And... Uh, I am on four committees, which is a lot. I also chair the elections committee, so I'm a little busy during the session. So (laughs) somehow or another, I missed this going through the committee on my side of the courtyard, the Senate side, and then all of a sudden, and this is kind of the funny part of the story, um, you get notified after your bill, uh, quote unquote, crosses over to the other chamber, the house in my case. So I got this notification and said, hey, Rogers, uh, scurry over to uh, defend your bill 1110 over in the House. I thought, oh, yeah, that bill, because, you know, I ran like 20, 30 bills. So I ran over there, and I walked in. Now, there are 60 House reps, and a senator may know some, but certainly not all. So I walked into this room, and all these sort of strange faces were looking at me, and I sat down, and maybe I knew one or two. And I thought, well, I wonder how this is going to go. And I didn't really have any witnesses um, lined up to testify, but there were one or two who had plugged into this process and who came to to support the bill, which was, you know, icing on the cake. And then they asked me to, you know, stand up at the microphone. So I said, well, I'm Senator Wendy Rogers. I'm from Flagstaff, District 7, and this is the bill. And so I explained it. And then all of a sudden these heads popped up. And one person said, oh, you know, this happened to my uncle. And another person said, oh, this happened to my grandma. You know, and and these heads were popping up like little jacks in the box. And, you and
1: know? when you say this happened, I don't think people understand that it's happened. It's happened here in Arizona. Oh, the, yeah. The title to your home is literally stolen from you. And you wake up right. one day finding out you no longer own your home.
3: Yes, and this happens um, predominantly in the cases of when the home is vacant or maybe uh, uh, occupied by someone other than you who holds the title, say a relative, an elderly relative. Uh, it, it's also uh, just, it, it's incredible. Think about it folks, you know, you open the door in these ads, I mean, They actually do portray what happens. And someone says, you know, we own your home right now. And and you just can't believe it. No,
1: of course you can't. So this legislation was particularly creative on how y'all solved the problem. Talk about what this bill specifically does for me, an Arizona homeowner.
3: What you, an Arizona homeowner, and especially in Maricopa County, uh, what you do is you go on Maricopa County's website and you register uh, to be alerted. And uh, the other counties, there are two counties that already have it. Yavapai and one other one, I can't recall, uh, have it and it works well. And so this is a small uh, measure but with huge impact. I also had to get past uh, the money. To have the software uh, set up in the counties, so I had to get an appropriation approved, and also uh, I had to lengthen out the timeline for implementation. So there were amendments uh, that had to occur uh, to make it work, and that's fine. And and folks, you know this is a transcendent bipartisan bill, and it's kind of funny because my husband. Uh, occasionally tunes in on the live stream and happened to be watching this uh, proceeding over on the House side when I was presenting it in their committee and he texted me right afterward because it, it passed overwhelmingly with both Democrat and Republican support and he goes Wendy I can't believe it you know everybody voted for your bill and that's just great and and we were sort of exclaiming how Wonderful in how sort of unique that is in an era oh. of, of a lot of <laughs> hyper-partisanship.
1: Amen. And so this bill allows Arizona homeowners, in particular, is it statewide? There were a few counties yes. allowing it, but now this broadens it out to the entire state, as I understand it.
3: Yes, all 15 counties okay. uh, will implement this. And interestingly, I had an email from a constituent here in Flagstaff who said, Wendy, I went to Coconino County, this was probably three weeks ago, and she said they they were clueless about it. And I said, Well, here's the information. I think it's better if you, as a constituent, rather than I, uh, go back to Coconino County and show them that this is the bill. I sent her the language and everything, and I sent her the uh, AZ Republic article that I sent you, Rosie, before the show. And she said, Great. And so she ran with that and I need to uh, follow up with her to make sure all that happened. But a lot of things like this um, do need to sort of get out into the public domain. And I so appreciate you having this on the show.
1: I I couldn't not have you on the show and I can't thank you enough for carving time out of your schedule. So Arizona homeowners, to protect the title of your home from being stolen from you, without you being aware of it, literally having your house stolen right out from under you, this is an opt-in program that that the county will then notify you every time someone is making an inquiry about the title on your property. Thank you, Senator Wendy Rogers, for pulling this off. And I know she's in a rush. I know she's got to go. But when she told me she was chairman of the elections committee— uh, I was going to ask Roman to go lock the doors of the station and see if Wendy could just stay on. We could talk talk about three more days, just just about elections in Arizona. That's, that's three days worth of conversation for sure. The inside reports of what she could tell us would be incredible. We're here, Rosie on the House, to talk about everything that has to do with your house, home, castle, or cabin. We've just informed you of a great way to protect yourself. Thank you. Senator Wendy Rogers. Oh yeah, a little, a little Dixieland, red, white, and blue. Now it just don't get no better than that, Chef. I'll tell you that for sure. Woo! In this Fourth of July special edition of Rosie on the House, I'd like to grab all of your attention here just for a minute. Uh. In, in duly honor of the Hot shots who we just recently celebrated or commemorated the 10th anniversary of that horrible event, and in light of the fire that's burning up at North Scottsdale, the dynamite fire, the fire that just recently burned through Cochise County near the Cherikawas, folks, no matter how patriotic you are, please be responsible with your fireworks. All right? We had a tremendously wet winter. We've had a tremendously dry spring and summer. The state is a tinderbox right now. Please weigh your patriotism with responsibility, and let's not needlessly call first responders and firefighters out to preventable fires if we would just use a measure of caution and common sense sense. is that too much to ask?
2: No. Okay.
1: <laughs> so, we do have callers stacking up here. Shall we jump through a couple of them? Let's real do quick?
2: it. One triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight. Rosie for you. Where do you want to go first? First, uh, let's line one.
1: Tim, Tim, welcome to the program. Tim, Sharon, and Matt all lined up. Thank you. Thank you. Happy 4th um, of July, right. Tim. And to you, sir.
0: Um, I've got a bunch of light fixtures that are rated 60 watt max. Okay. And those, I believe, were were rated as an incandescent bulb. When I switch to LED, I'm tr- wanting to put the 100 watt in because they're only using 15 watt energy. But it'll give me a lot of light. Is is Am I correct in thinking I can... Do that, put the 100 equivalent in a 60
1: uh, fixture? You know what, Tim? I am not going to know the answer to that. But I'll tell you who will. We have a lighting store in North Scottsdale, uh, statewide lighting, owned by the Childress family. And you can get a hold of Robin, uh, Alan, or their daughter, And uh, just ring statewide lighting and ask them that question. I know when you're buying those LED bulbs, they're giving you wattage equivalents. And they're generally giving you wattage limitations based on heat generation. And the LEDs are generating less heat. There's got to be some guideline that tells you when you're exceeding that 60 watt maximum in an LED equivalency. But I don't know that conversion off the top of my head. But the children's family at statewide lighting certainly will.
2: And we might even try because they are open until 3 today. So we'll try and get a lifeline on okay. it as well because that's, that's a very good question. I'm, in my mind, I'm, I'm thinking, oh, screw in the light bulb, turn it on, see what happens.
1: <laughs> well, but the heat residual, <laughs> the light's only built to accept so much heat. That's the dilemma.
2: Yeah, but the new one's in LED. Those things hardly burning that's that's the
1: confusing question because i mean how 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 high an equivalency could you go to in an led so, that generates less heat than a 60 watt incandescent so well, i bet that, you you could go really high
2: that would be my gut guess we're gonna get statewide lighting on there they're, hopefully they've got a break in the but don't let my customers gut, in the studio yeah, or, or in their showroom and they can get on the phone and help us. I don't want my gut gas to burn down Tim's house. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next, before we get back to Tim on his light bulb question, we're going to jump to Sharon and we'll talk about locks. Good morning, Sharon.
3: Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. We're having our fences replaced. It'll be steel frame with composite wood. But the fence company wants us to buy the locks, and I've gotten conflicting advice. I'm particularly concerned about the small side gate lock and then the gate that goes from the pool to the alley. And some people are recommending we do deadbolts. Others are saying that those will get out of balance and we should go with just a traditional kind of lock. What do you recommend?
1: Where are you, Sharon, in Arizona? Um, Central Central Phoenix. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what I want you to do. I want you to call North Valley Locksmith and uh, – give them uh give them that question uh a deadbolt mounted on an outside gate the the, the what you've been advised it'll get out of balance I'm, I'm not sure i understand that comment it it can kind of bind up over time but it's a very simple fix uh and if i were putting a backyard gate in that accessed my backyard with a swimming pool
2: it would have a deadbolt on it
1: it absolutely would
2: it's just interesting that the gate company is telling her to buy the lock I mean that's, that's not that's
1: not unusual it, that's not unusual and 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 I'm glad she called because I know North Valley locksmith could not only advise her as to what to put in but could be available to go over there and throw it in for her so,
2: all right. Well, we have our weekly to do coming up after the bottom of the hour news. Also, Matt wants to talk about misting systems, and hopefully, oh, we'll have a follow up yeah. with statewide lighting on uh, our first caller's question, Tim, on uh, the the proper lighting for incandescent versus LED, and how do they all interact together.
1: I love any patriotic music, but when it's done with Dixie Brass, <laughs> put that little bit of New Orleans step into it, oh yeah, you're reaching right down into the marrow of my bones with that one, you're tuned in to the 4th of July Special edition broadcast of Rosie on the House. Let's bring Matt into the conversation who's been on hold the longest right now and see how we can help him out. Mr. Matt. We're gonna bring Matt in. There you go, Matt. We got you now, bud. There you go. Good morning, Rosie. How you doing? Very well. Very well. Misting system. We had ours on the other night. Jennifer went inside and put on a sweater. My, my wife says the same
0: thing. She says it's too cold when the mist is run, which, uh, you know, in June in Arizona is a good
1: problem to have. When, when you check the morning forecast and it says 5% humidity, that tells me misting weather. <laughs> and we hopefully will only have a couple more weeks of misting weather before That's
0: right. uh, we get some monsoon.
1: That's Finger right. Front. Yeah, hope it's coming. What's your question on misting systems? So I replaced my pump last
0: year. I got a quiet pump, okay. and the pump is quiet, but I'm getting a lot of noise that I think is coming from uh, the copper pipe that's going up into the soffit, uh, maybe rattling inside the, the pillar that it's in. So um, I tried doing some foam insulation around where it enters the pillar to see if that would quiet it down, and it didn't. So I, I have a thought of maybe I get some – feel in some of that foam, you know, expanding foam, drill a hole into the pillar and just try to fill the pillar with it. But number one, is that a terrible idea? And number two, if it's not a terrible idea, what would I use for it? And if it is a terrible idea, is there another option? Okay.
1: Let me, um, now your new pump, is it one of the high pressure pumps? Eight, nine hundred, a thousand PSI? correct it's 1000 psi. Okay. And then when it leaves your pump, it's in a copper line that then goes inside of a framed wall. No, it's it's in a uh, poly line
0: that goes through a a block wall that separates I've got a pump enclosure that's brick. Okay. And a sink, you know, an outdoor sink area, so there's a yep. block wall. Yeah. The the Flexible line goes through that wall and then connects um, at the base of a stucco pillar. Um, connects to a copper line with a you know a, a hose side threaded valve, and, and so it's copper in the in going up from that uh, base into the pillar.
1: Okay, and c- can you tell me, Matt? Is that like a half inch copper line? Uh, I believe it is. Okay. Um, that makes me a little bit nervous. Um, generally speaking, once we mount a pump that's at a thousand psi, we're generally dealing with stainless plumbing or or the flex that you mentioned that's specially designed for that. Um, I'm guessing that's what the, what you've got is some kind of an air hammer sending that much pressure through a copper line. We may have to re-engineer that much of the system. I'm confident, once it comes out of that pillar, it must convert back somehow to stainless steel. Um, But I I'm not familiar with misting systems that push that kind of pressure through half-inch copper. But I tell you what, I'll do, Matt. uh, I'll get you in touch with the folks at Arizona Mist and we'll make sure you have a one-on-one consult with them so you can describe, send pictures, get all the answers, and then we'll follow up next week for all the rest of you that are also considering or dealing with a mist system. I uh, I took all of my nozzles down, and I've got a mist system that covers a patio that's about 60 feet long. I took all the nozzles off. I soaked them in CLR, Uh, Got them good and cleaned up, put them back together. And we turn that misting system on literally every single afternoon. Turn the ceiling fans on on the back patio. And it literally chills you to sit out there while the sun is setting at 105, 108, 110 degree day. It'll do that. At five percent humidity and hopefully the monsoon's moving in, the humidity's gonna go up and it won't work quite as well. But I love my patio misting system.
4: So that leaves us with three things to follow up for next year. Uh, can't get our next week. Next week, next week, yes, a year. <laughs> who won't am make I, you wait that long. Am next I week. stacking
1: them up for you?
4: Yeah, so statewide lighting is apparently very busy with customers. Okay. Oh and, well that's good. And yes, that is very good. And then Matt with his um, Misting system, and then I have had several questions for Senator Wendy Rogers. So I, we will oh, research those. Great. We'll get some really good follow up. Um, the main thing to know is that software hasn't been developed yet, so you can get signed up, but you won't yes, get those types right. of alerts for almost a year. But she said, get your name in there. But we'll get all the information, so we'll have all the have it all good and clear for you.
1: I love it when we hit a topic that generates that kind of feedback. We're out to protect you, the Arizona homeowner, and that legislation is one way that's going to protect, but really put a security blanket right over you, your family, and your house. I was just tickled to death that she took up that banner and carried it all the way across the finish line. We'll have more information on that uh, next week. Uh, Let's see, what have we got from Dwight here in Mesa?
2: Welcome to the program, Dwight. You're on with Rosie on the house
1: hey thanks for taking my
0: call the reason for my call i have a friend that lives in another state she lives in a house small that was built in 1990 she wants to put a small fence in the back and surveyors they want like fifteen hundred to six thousand dollars to come out to mark the line and i was just wondering would it be difficult with her having a good well easy to read plat match could she find the markers
2: in her backyard on her own, the pens? And the first one quick question, what kind of fence is she trying to put up?
0: Uh, just a, a regular uh, three-foot fence just to divide the the property, that's all.
1: And just out of curiosity, where is this property? Actually, it's in, uh, on a place. It's in Oceanside on Skyhaven in California. Okay. All right. All right. Well, Dwight, there's a couple things you need to know. I'm going to answer this question as if you were an Arizona property owner. You could actually go to the county, and you can click on uh, County Assessor, and they have a Maps tab. You click on Maps, you type in the address, and it will actually give you a map of your plat and your plot. That gives you a vague idea. Okay, you will have to call a surveyor out. I doubt she'll be able to find. The uh, property pins herself, uh, given the age of the house, that would be very, very unusual. Possibly, maybe, there's some monuments out in the right-of-way or the sidewalks she could start drawing from. But you you'd need to be careful because if you violate any of those property lines, you assume the responsibility of replacing the fence and restoring your neighbor's property to its original uh, state. So, Proceed with caution. I don't know California, but I can tell you for the Arizona homeowners, you can get really, really close by going to the county assessors webpage, clicking on the maps button. Then you have to sign. Yes, I agree. After reading, you know, 47 pages of small print uh, that you're not going to use the information for anything um, illicit. And then you find your address address. And it gives you all the ownership information of the property. It gives you the lot dimensions of the property. And it actually gives you a map of your house. And we we use it virtually every day when we're going out to meet people about room additions and or remodeling projects at their house. Uh, I, I ought to take people through the exercise of actually clicking through that county assessors so you can find the information for yourself. We're talking about honeydew lists. Um, and that was our do-it-yourself tip of the week. I couldn't encourage you enough to get to our website, Rosie on and take a look at it. Because on this long weekend, I know some people that are taking four-day weekends. Well, you stay home over a four-day weekend and not get some home improvement project done. Well... You know, you may be asked to start moving out. What what can I look forward to? This is the perfect opportunity. You can look forward to me cleaning my garage once again as we have another home family member moving back out of the house. (laughs) (laughs) I once again get to reclaim my garage. So that's where I'll be spending my weekend.
4: Got it. Honey,
1: darling. Got it.
4: (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Oh,
1: I do, but actually I do have all, I, I went to uh, uh, Ewing Irrigation and I bought all the sprinkler uh, service parts and repair pieces I need to walk every sprinkler head on the property. I think we've got a, a bubbler system out in our front yard, shrubs, it's got a leak. So I'm going to be walking the entire irrigation system, all 13 stations. And making sure we got the coverage we need with no excess waste.
4: Well, the main point of the, of the article is about being prepared before you get started. And that is so important. And just not, for me, that means not getting in a hurry. You know, I just want to get something done quick and knock it off my list. But
1: well, I, you I, actually
4: save yourself time if you plan.
1: <laughs> I, I love being prepared when I'm three miles away from the nearest Ace Hardware store. I'm one mile away from the nearest Ewing Irrigation <laughs> store. I don't know how you get prepared on Romy's property when you're 47 miles to the nearest gas station.
4: <laughs> I think that means a lot of stops on the way. Oh, oh, man, <laughs> man.
2: Well, and a lot of times, especially when you get into plumbing and irrigation, there's so many different sizes oh, of everything oh. and the, the, the combination of ways that things can hook up and connect. And it's, um, it, it, it's a lot of times, and I'm saying cooking a, a lot, or uh, plumbing and irrigation but it can happen like this in cooking as well if nobody's home hey uh, we need this for the recipe <laughs> nobody's home to check if we got the spices so you buy it because it's like i'm not gonna turn around and spend 90 minutes coming back to the grocery store for this one spice mm-hmm. and you get home and there's like four cans of the spice that are already there <laughs> or,
4: <laughs> or
2: or 20 other couplings of that same plumbing thing that you have just just in case when you need it so
4: your own little store. There Being able
2: to <laughs> properly have and store your inventory uh, is is key in that uh, preparedness. And, you know, when you say a lot of times you don't know what you need when you get started to fix the project. So it could be a growing list while you're, you're doing it. A few years ago, I was running up to the White Mountains, and we
1: had helped remodel a crisis pregnancy center, an unplanned pregnancy center, uh, in White River, Arizona, and they needed one one plumbing supply flex to have it completely finished. so I thought, well rosie you 're smart enough to do this
2: <laughs> and i wasn 't
1: I got all the way there with the wrong part, mm-hmm. and I had to drive forty two miles up to Sholo to pick the right part, and the whole time I was doing other. This must be what Romy does every time he miscalculates uh, his his plumbing list. You're out there doing sprinkler repairs, and you've got to do a 47-mile round trip for a 37-cent sprinkler
2: head. Plastic piece, yeah. (laughs) The flip side of having an inventory of parts and pieces you might need for home maintenance is having the proper storage. I can't tell you, you know, we don't have a garage or someplace outdoors that could be cooled and maintained. PVC, that's okay as long as it's out of the sun. That seems to hold up pretty well. But I can't tell you, you know, I've gone to get WD-40 that I know I have out there. I just forget it's four years old and it's been sitting out in there. So it's like all gummy and gunky and uh, especially gas products. I I used to have a weed eater that was a two-stroke. I mean, it was a half-day project, just getting that thing cleaned up and cleaning the spark plugs and getting it reorganized (laughs) and and re-spooling the head just to get it going for a a 25, 30-minute weed eater project. But... I will say, in that regard, uh, recently, for Father's Day, Amanda got me—I've uh, been talking about trying yeah. out the battery line right. of steel right. lawn equipment products. So she got me the first starter one, and it was the, the professional series. Now, this is probably overkill for most homeowners, probably even a little more overkill even for what we need. But this battery pack also goes with a—will a, work on a cut saw which cuts concrete and masonry, which I've got some projects coming up I'm going to need that for. Watch out! So it made sense to upgrade to the professional system just to be able to operate with the cut saw. It'll also do the same battery. We'll do a lawnmower, chainsaw. But what I've got is a handle attachment that it looks like a weed eater, but halfway through it, it's a disconnect. And at the disconnect, you can have multiple tools for it. Nice! So what I originally got was the the battery, the motor, and the attachment was for the lawn edger because our lawn was pouring over, and so that that came with it. But then now I've got a weed eater and uh, basically a chainsaw. It's a limb cutter. Oh yeah. So this one unit has three different attachments now on it on one battery, and you know I don't have to worry about the two stroke oil yeah. or how old's the gas or running to go get gas specifically for the two stroke, and then. You just, you know, you've got one battery that you're operating with while the other one's charging, so you can alternate back and forth if you need it. And I will say, that has been (laughs) a huge time and convenience saver. And, you know, there... I don't notice a lack of power on anything I've used it for yet either.
1: That's a Father's Day gift to remember right there. Yeah, it,
2: it was pretty nice.
4: <laughs> hey, if you've enjoyed the music today, I just wanted to give a little shout-out to the Arizona Wildflowers, our fiddling family from Casa Grande. They just got back from the National Fiddle uh, Championship, and they rocked it. And uh, their 8-year-old their um, won first place in his showcase division playing Hey, Good Lookin'.
1: That's awesome. Isn't
4: that awesome? So just a great little family. We've had them live at Sanderson Ford before. I just wanted to tell them congratulations and thanks for the music this morning.
1: Absolutely. Old Roger Daler's been doing some stuff here lately, trying to get us all outside and enjoying the great state of Arizona. For those of you traveling over this weekend, make sure your trailer chains are up off the asphalt and uh, your tires are safely inflated and you've got extra water sitting in your trunk.
4: If you don't get Roger Naylor's newsletter, it's worth signing up for you. Just go to his website and, you know, click the, I'll sign up for your newsletter. But you get a sample of his writing, and he talks about it, um, you know, when the, when you start to, to smell the rain. And he says, we all sniff the, hair, the air like bloodhounds, you know, waiting for that first <laughs> whiff of moisture in the air. And he said, it smells like hope. When you smell yes, it the- does. Oh, nice. That's a good way to describe I it. I haven't smelled the hope yet, but yeah. I, I'm sniffing. Hey, did you, you had
2: a book to give away didn't i you? do
4: i have two roger Naylor books to give away some state
2: park um, passes
4: yes so i have roger Naylor's crazy for the heat and there's on the Se- sink roads and hikes two books to give away
2: all right text question or text trivia sure all right the last time we had the question was how many versions of the american flag have there been and right now we're on our 27th version i think everyone knows that there's 13 stars and stripes the 13 original colonies which other flag of the 50 states has 13 units that represent the original 13 colonies? Okay. Text That's that answer one. to 411923.
4: Roman's gonna make you earn it. And
2: we'll pick you a, a <laughs> pick a random right winner uh, before top of the hour news, and we'll get you. Uh,
4: Somebody will get two books, and then the other we'll pick another winner to get two. Or
2: one. Okay. Now, you figure it out. Yes. You're going to get something from Roger Namor.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and State Park Passes. We'll give away there a couple things there. All right. And also, Rosie, you wanted to men- mention uh, the photo contest. Arizona Game, and Fish, Arizona Game does, and Fish has an annual contest. There are some parameters. It has to be wildlife from Arizona, uh, in Arizona. Um, but the deadline's August 11th, and you can submit three photos. So what? A, that's fun.
1: I'd like to give a big old salute out to Arizona Game and Fish because they notified everybody. That they're greatly increasing patrol on the lakes these party holiday weekends, <clears throat> and I couldn't support that more.
4: That's for sure. No,
1: oh, I, sure. I, I get out there and uh, do all the policing you want on those lakes.
4: Roger had Woo! Roger had advice for everybody: Don't be an idiot. <laughs>
1: Don't be an idiot.
4: <laughs> yeah, that goes for everything. We, we know, we just pay attention. Think, don't. think, think, think.
1: Well, I think Jimmy Buffett says, don't push the fool button.
4: <laughs> there you
1: go. <laughs> All right, y'all. Y'all have a great 4th of July weekend. Be responsible with anything that has a flame to it here in the next few months until we get the monsoon in. Be responsible. Use some common sense.